Hi, it's Maddie from Access Podcast, the podcast about podcasts. Z, my voice is a little. Are you calm. going through puberty? Right yeah, now? yeah, <laughs> I'm going through the change. <laughs> when it's time to change, you I, got to. You, I don't even you know. You don't know that Brady Bunch? No. no. Gosh, I'm so old. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you somebody who uh, who would get my jokes. It's it's Rob Shooter. We luckily when we did the interview, I, I had a voice. Um, if you don't know who Rob is, he is a gossip guy from Naughty Gossip. Uh, he does the Wendy Williams show all the time, the Today Show, Good Day New York, the Elvis Duran show. He's the guy with the awesome English accent. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he's coming up next on the show, but let's check him out right now from his new podcast, The, the Royal, Royal Wedding. Wedding. Meghan Markle's half-brother insists that his children should not, should not be invited to the royal wedding because they have not seen her since they were children. So the brother's coming forward here, the half-brother, and really saying that although everybody wants to go to this wedding, goodness knows we do, I do, that her family, her distance family, I guess, should not be invited. So, Rob, before we start talking about the wedding, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to talk about you. And... <laughs> And, Thank and, you. Well, no, and you know you, you've devoted most of your life to to celebrity and talking about celebrities, and and I just wonder what was the first, you know, like piece of celebrity gossip that that you remember seeing and going, God, this oh, is really interesting. Gosh, it's even deeper than that. I can remember being in the playground when I was six or seven, and Craig Smith was caught kissing this girl behind the bike shed, and I told everybody at school, and I was the most popular person in the whole class. I learned, honestly, I really learned at an early age to be nosy. I'm just a nosy person. And I love people telling me stuff. And I don't know why they do, because it's painfully obvious I'm going to tell everybody else. But um, I experienced gossip at a really early age. And I think sometimes people think with the word gossip, they think of bad things or, or, or it's a little bit sleazy or a little bit naughty. I don't know, in my family around the, go- the table... Gossip and chalk and chatter and laughs about family members and friends was what we did. So I grew up in a household where to gossip was sort of a positive thing. It meant, it meant we cared about each other. It meant that we wanted to know what everybody was up to. It wasn't a bad thing. It's, it's sort of like a, a different um, angle, a different way of looking at gossip. I grew up in a, in a world where chatting about people. It didn't have to be mean. Like, gossip doesn't always have to be, be, be mean. So I grew up in a world where, where, where gossiping and talking was sort of a, a good thing to do. You know, and I think that's one of the reasons I think people do trust you is that, you know, you came from a world of being a publicist where yeah. you're putting out, you know, kind of what people, you want people to think about somebody to gossip to it's, it's it, it like you said it has this connotation, but the way you do it, you do this naughty but nice kind of gossip. <laughs> it's cheeky. It's cheeky. I like to say that my website naughtygossip.com is, is a pinch. It's not a punch. It's really easy when I think about it. When I go out for dinner with my friends, my really mean friends are so interesting and so fascinating, and I sit there gasping at all the mean things they say. But when I get home, I need to have a shower. Now my nice friends are awfully nice, but they're a little bit dull. And so if I can be in the middle, if I can be naughty but nice, then I think I've sort of hit my sweet spot. And by nature, 
I'm an optimist. I like people. I like celebrities. I'm not a mean girl. I'm not, I'm not sitting there thinking of mean things to say. I think it's just as interesting, if not more so, if you got engaged or, or, or you fell in love or you met somebody really cute. That, to me, is just as interesting as a breakup or a divorce or, or, or something a little bit more, more tragic. But you're right, for years and years, I, I worked with Jennifer Lopez, Jessica Simpson, Alicia Keys, Bon Jovi. But the one that I learned the most from was P. Diddy. Puffy was a client of mine for many, many years. And I, I say this with love. I worked for Puffy. He paid me. I don't really know what he does. Like, he's <laughs> delicious, but I don't re- I think he sells T-shirts. I, I sort of think he has a vodka. Oh. I, but, but, but what he does do better than anybody else is he makes the world more interesting and more exciting. And he's, he's our generation's Barnum. Like, he just puts on a show. He's a, he's a ringmaster. He's in the middle of the circus in a red coat, waving his arms and even changing his name. His name's Sean. You know, I called him Sean. And so um, I learned from him how to have fun and tell tales and, ha- and have an exciting sort of um, life. And so I really thank Puffy from that. And that's how I really got into the business of, of being a celebrity gossip columnist. <laughs> I think I do think it's people's nature to be to enjoy self-righteous indignation. You know, where where we love to be like, oh, I'm so indignant. And and the Internet has just made it more so. It has. It has. But I think I'm a big believer in gentle hate. Like, I just like (laughs) I like that. I like that. I like like gentle hate. Like, and it always makes me laugh. Like this morning before talking to you, I just did the Wendy Williams show. And I woke up with this huge sort of coleslaw on the side of my mouth. This massive thing just happened. But the show had to go on. And the, 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 the people in the makeup room had gentle hate. And it made me laugh. Like, I can laugh at my own <laughs> flaws and imperfections. Um, I, I, I think, too, everybody asks me, where do I get gossip? Where do I find it? And to be honest, my best sources are well, reporters at the New York Times or at ABC or at iHeartRadio. Or I, I'm just allowed to print stuff that you might only say or might only whisper. And so um, I, I think of it as journalism. I know that's going to annoy people and sound nutty, but the, the, the same effort that goes into reporting a story at ABC or NBC, I make that effort with celebrities. I call sources, I call restaurants, I have backup, um, and i got to admit, being in the celebrity world for as long as I was as a publicist, I had access to stuff that celebrity columnists never get. Like, I've been backstage at the Oscars and the Golden Globes. I've been there when JLo's shoes didn't fit. I've been there at photo shoots for the cover of Vogue and Vanity Fair. And um, so I, I, ha- I was lucky to have access for all those years to these amazing places. And that's really paid off now with the, with the quality and the type of gossip I get. You know, I my very first producing job was uh, for G. Gordon Liddy. Ooh, DC. tell me all. Well, that's the thing. I have a couple things that <laughs> I really know I can't say until he's right. dead. And when he's dead, I'm going to let him out. I mean, I know some deep, dark shit on this guy. Do you think the culture's changed a little bit? Maybe the housewives or the Kardashians have done this. I feel bad now for the old school celebrities like the Julia Roberts and the Cameron Diaz's, who we just don't really care about anymore. Like, I, I want the real housewives. I want NeNe Leake snatching a wig. I want the Kardashians, you know, causing mischief. I think the world is really change with sort of like reality shows and celebrity shows and the old days of these uh, really sort of like a-list celebrities have, have sort of gone like i would rather gosh this sounds terrible i get more hits on a sort of 
interesting story about a Kardashian than I would on a great story about George Clooney. People want to know about these reality stars. Well, it's I, amazing. I guess the point, too, I was going to ask you was, I mean, do, do you still have those stories that you know you can't tell? Or is it to the point where everybody just knows everything's going to get told, so <laughs> there's no point keeping it in? Well, it's interesting, as, as, a, as a publicist, when, when something terrible happened to a client, whether it be involved in, in, in illegal drugs or, or, or sex or stuff, they, that, that, that would get out. It's going to get out. So as a publicist, I would give it, with, with my client's permission, to a friendly outlet. I'd rather it appear in a place where that, that, that would frame it in a way that would be um, kind and gentle than it breaking as a real hard news story. So often people call me with stuff that it's going to get out. So rather do it on Naughty Gossip than on some other site that's not going to handle it quite as, quite as kind as I have. But I do have stories like, you know, my husband's a songwriter. I've been married to Bruce for years, and he wrote a lot of the Barry Manilow songs. Like, um, I, you know, uh, Barry came out the closet recently on the cover of People magazine. I've known that for Shocking. 20 years. Shocking. But, but for 20 years, I didn't say a word. Oh. Like, so so there, there's stuff that I know. It's also true, whenever I go to a TV show, I do the Today Show and Wendy Williams, anything that happens in a green room, I won't report on. So I've seen celebrities, a real A-list superstar celebrity, have a meltdown, a meltdown in the green room over a very, very innocent question that was going to be asked of her. And ultimately, she walked off the show. Now, that was delicious. And I sat there in the corner absorbing it all, but I never reported it because I was invited into that house. I was invited into that living room. I was invited into that family. And so there's places like that that I'm, that I'm careful about. I, uh, yeah, there are, and I also, I don't, I don't out people. There's a couple of gay celebrities now who have not come out, not of the older generation, but, you know, in their 20s. I know, I know at least one, maybe two singers at the moment who are struggling with it. I'm not going to out them. I know two health stories at the moment, one involving a major British star that I'm not going to do. So, I'm, yeah, I'm careful about it. I think what makes me so good is that uh, for as much as I print, I, I, there's, there's, there's another 50% that I don't. Do you think that celebrity is now vying for attention from the, the reality show we call the Trump presidency? <laughs> yeah, well, Trump's sort of like a, a, I don't want to say a symptom, but Trump's a reflection maybe of what's going on in America and around yeah. the world. Like, Trump is now um, an, an example how celebrity is really, really powerful. And knowing people and think we knowing them, I think a lot of people think they know Donald because of the celebrity apprentice. What they don't know is that that was a set set up in Trump Tower on the 20th floor. That's not his boardroom. It's not his office. It's not his assistant. I guess it's his children, but, <laughs> but, like, but, 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 but it was lit like a set. I've been into his apartment. I went there to interview Melania when she had a jewelry collection. And you walk in or you get in the elevator, you walk up the elevator, and there's these two massive gold doors. Um, and they open the doors, and the first floor of the apartment, it's a set. There's lights in the ceiling, like on a, on a, on a movie set. And they also have a fountain in the living room, this big fountain. And when I left, I heard them flick the switch, and the fountain went off. So it's all staged. Oh, wow. It's all like the whole thing is set up uh, for television. TV is really, really powerful, whatever your politics are. You know, there's no doubt that he's, you know, he's a star. He, he knows how to be... Um, 
He knows how to make things about himself. And, and as a gossip columnist, you know, that's, that's delicious. I think that for years there's been stories about Donald's when he was a celebrity leaking stuff to the press and to the papers. And he knows how to, um, he knows all the columnists. He knows them all by name. He knows our phone numbers and our emails. Like Donald, Donald knows how to, um, how to work the media. Now, I, I like to check out the, the rags all over. So I check out the British rags. And I know there's yeah. a lot of coverage on the Trump presidency. And, and, and then on the flip side, you know, to kind of, uh, you know, ease into this uh, royal wedding podcast, you know, Americans are obsessed with English everything. I was, I was thinking about this this weekend. I was watching Victoria. I was I'm reading a book about the Napoleonic Wars from the perspective of an English captain. And, and, you know, Eddie Izzard had this line where he goes, well, I'm from England. That's where the history comes from. Um, and, and it's true. We are obsessed with English everything. Why, why do you think that is? I don't know. I do know that I've benefited from it. I, I know that here... No, honestly, I'm really not that smart, and I'm not very interesting, but having this accent makes me sound like Mary Poppins. I get away from murder here. In Britain, people would have told me to shut up years ago. If you went to London, <laughs> you would be a sensation with your adorable accent. It's just... I don't know. Being a Briton in New York and America has certainly helped me. I think that, I think that we have to really credit the royal family for this. It's, it's the first reality family of all time <laughs> and they're awfully good at ha- ha- packaging it and and giving us storylines and so maybe you know they're, they're, they they'd hate me for saying this they're the original kardashians like the royal family just have have sort of really set up a way to be really you know what it it's hard to be interested in 60 million people or in america over 300 million it's always the one it's the one story and so what the brits have done with the royal family is tell the story of a nation through five or six characters it's like a soap opera and so now that megan has married into that family we have another character and so i think i think part partly that's why people are are so obsessed with Britain. And there was a time many, many years ago when Britain, you know, sort of ran the world. So I think we all somehow have a linkage back to the motherland. Or, do you know what I mean? We all have a relative or a distant relative or a very distant relative that might have been British uh, at some point. Um, my friends joke, there's so many Brits now in New York, it's like we're getting the colony back. Like, I feel like I, I should wear a red coat to walk around. Like, I feel like I've invaded <laughs> America. But they're, they're, they're awfully kind. And I think Americans in, Americans in London are really welcomed. If you ever tra- travel to Britain as an American, the Brits love Americans. We love American TV. We love American films. We love American food. Uh, in the same way that there's some deference towards Britain in, in America, in Britain we love the Americans. I, I'm now, I now want to either start a podcast or write a book <laughs> called The Plantagenets, The Original Kardashians. <laughs> they, re- they really... Really were, and now with Dyson Abbey and all these other shows that are so successful. Yeah. Oh, please! It's been nothing but great for my career. I hope more, more more royals get married, and then after the wedding, I'm sure I'll have a podcast on the babies, and then hopefully not, but maybe there'll be a divorce podcast. Like well, you, it just never ends. Let's talk about that. So you know, I'm a I'm a podcast nerd. I, I left morning shows ten years ago to uh, to get into uh, starting an app called Stitcher, and, and been in podcasting ever since, and, and now back with iHeart, and. I was I, when I got the uh, when we got I got the email about your podcast. I was like, ah, this is the kind of podcast 
that I'm, I want to see more of because I think the, the world of podcasting evolves, and we're and we're finding you know there, it's going from being these NPR podcasts, these very right. well produced NPR podcasts, which are wonderful, to you know podcasts more that the everyday person wants to listen. Are you to. saying mine's a scrappy podcast? No, I'm not saying that, that at all. I mean? <laughs> I'm saying that I'm saying that it's more mainstream. I and think this is a people topic want to hear that, your flaws. They want to hear everything. They want they 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 want now to to hear you pick your nose. They want to hear you mispronounce your words. I think people listen to podcasts and all media now as if um, we're their friends. And, and, it, and I'd love to be. It's, it's fun to communicate in a way that's really authentic, that you don't have to be too fancy. You don't have to pretend to be Barbara Walters or Diane Sawyer anymore. Uh, I, I'm friends with Hoda, uh, who's just been um, announced as a, co- a co-anchor of the Today Show. What Hoda's success is, apart from the fact that she's brilliant, is that she's authentic. That really is who she is. So when you see her on camera on the morning show or you go for dinner with her, that's that's Hoda. And I think that people now can smell a phony. And that's what's so delicious about the successful podcasts is that I think they really capture the truth. You know, you had I read a quote from you. It said and you said the amount of effort and time people spend trying to cover something up, even their own personalities is ridiculous. Just it's find ridiculous. the truth. And, and I think that's what podcasts do. Yeah, I do too. It's, it's, it's easy to talk in sound bites on TV for two or three minutes, but to sit, I was terrified when I was offered this job to do this podcast. I was terrified of sitting there for half an hour or so, 20 minutes, half an hour, and rattling on and on and on. And like, the accent's good for five minutes, but come on, it gets <laughs> annoying. And so I just was like, what am I going to say? And then once I got past myself, and just started to sit there and enjoy it. I was like, God, I can go to a bar tonight with a friend or a, or a, new, a new friend, and I can sit there for hours and talk. So why am I worried about half an hour? I think that's the way you should go into this. Like, it's a, I, I pretend I'm sitting there, maybe I don't pretend, but with a glass of wine, and I sit there and I talk and talk, and I find all the great news of the week and all the breaking stuff out of London. And then I think what we've done, too, is we've found some really interesting guests to come on and tell us the real dish. Uh, this, this amazing royal expert, Nikki Gostin, Australian, she came on and she went there. Like, she talked about sex before marriage, had Harry and Meghan done the deed, which in the royal family is quite shocking. You're not really meant to, to do it. But Nikki was hilarious, and it was a really, really fun episode. This week's episode, there was a rumor that the cake boss... Buddy the cake boss was going to make the royal cake. So we slept out to his studio. We went out to his bakery and we walked in. Uh, we were invited. We didn't just like, you know, completely sort of dart in. But we walked in. He was in the kitchen and he came and talked with us about the royal cake. And he didn't deny it, but he didn't confirm it. But then he told us about if he did get to do the cake, what he would do and how he would get it there. But can you FedEx the cake to London or does he have to go and bake it there? I think people are really interested in, in life. Not just on podcasts. Listeners, really listen to this because in life, if you think somebody is a bit dull or they don't talk very much, it's because you haven't found the subject that they want to talk about. And everybody wants to talk, even quiet people, when you find the subject. And nine times out of ten, it's what they do for a living. People love to talk about what they do for a living. You, you could follow anybody around with a with a camera and make a documentary i think i think i think you could there's a story within everybody and 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 when i first you know 
you know, looking at this podcast, like, God, how are they going to do a podcast about this every week? And, you know, <laughs> gossip and what is going to happen? And, and it comes down, though, to, to the host. And, and, and this is where your skill as a, a true interviewer comes out and, and, and making it a conversation and not just, you know, you know, you know like you said, soundbite TV stuff. And the conversations you have on this podcast are fascinating. I, I'm obsessed I mean, I'm shocked people talk to me. I'm shocked they ask, answer my questions. But I, and I think I get away with it because of the accent. I ask the No, you don't. You get a, your personality is why you get away with it. You just said it. The, uh, the accent gets old. Although, I did hear when you said I Sean. You. It's 20 minutes in and you're done with my accent. No, but, when you, you. but I did say when you said Sean, from, when you talk about PD, I kept thinking, well, if everybody said it the way you said it, he'd be very happy to be called Sean all the time. <laughs> I should record it for every Sean out there. But... If you write, if you talk to people and ask them questions, then if you're smart enough to just shut up and let them talk, they will tell you everything. They really will tell you everything. In my PR days, we used to always know who you were by finding out who you hated. And I think that's true in real life. Who do you hate? And that's who you are. So, you know, if Bon Jovi hates Bruce Springsteen, did he hate Jay-Z? You know, J-Lo and Mariah. But I think it's really interesting in life. If you figure out who people like and who they hate, it's such a reflection. So I use a lot of my PR tricks on people. Uh, I try to shut up and let them talk. Everybody has a story. I try to ask them cheeky questions. And I ask, I think, the stuff we want to know. Like, I mean, I do want to know about the royals and sex. I do want to know, like, if Kate and Meghan Markle are friendly or not. And they're not so friendly. I do want to know what it's like to leave your country, which she did. She lost, left her friends and her family and went to a palace, which can be quite a lonely place. There's not... There's not a lot of people in that palace to be that friendly to you. And then I, I love the, the little details. A, a, a royal source of mine in Britain told me the big test was when she met the Queen if the corgis liked Meghan. And so if, if, Meg, if, the, cor- if the dogs are the yeah. Our, uh, yeah, our royal. And then I was like, my God, that is so true. And I've had friends who my dogs don't like, and I'm not friends with them anymore. No, if the, if the dog doesn't like you, there is something <laughs> really bad amazingly test. wrong with you. It, it's a, exactly. So I think it's applying all those things from our lives to their that makes hopefully half an hour of interesting chatter that people can can sign up to and listen. Lots of gossip. Is there anything shocking that's uh, coming up on the podcast that, that you yeah, want to I mean, spell? I mean, you and I are, you know, we're, we're, just, we're just talking. <laughs> there's, there's some really, like, fun questions about protocol, what, 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 what she will wear. You know, she's divorced. Uh, she's a divorcee, so will she wear white, probably be off-white? Who's going to perform at the wedding? He's really good friends with Ed Sheeran. Will he be there? Elton John uh, has already taken a couple of days off his schedule, we noticed, that just so happened to coincide with the wedding. What will happen after the wedding? What's going to be her role? She's, she's an amazing human being, and she's TV-ready um, because she's been on television for so many years. Uh, maybe her slickness is, is a little annoying to some of the Brits. Will they, at the minute they love her, but it's, it's, it's the Meghan miracle at the moment. She's everywhere. How must that be affecting Kate Middleton, who's the star of that family? Kate's a bossy boots. And so Kate runs that royal family. The Queen's favorite is William. So if William likes you, you everything is fine. So I think just watching this, this old traditional family try really hard to adapt and make missteps 
it is, it's delicious to watch them, and it's so nice that they're trying so hard. So there's tons of stuff, and every day there's another question like, royal men, this, get this, royal men traditionally don't wear a wedding ring. Harry has said he will. Um, I think that's fascinating, wow. that little deal. Like, William doesn't wear a wedding ring. His dad doesn't wear a wedding ring, Prince Charles. His granddad, Prince Philip, doesn't wear a wedding ring. So I think there's interesting stories about that too and how this, this old-fashioned, creaky institution is trying so hard to be hip and cool. What will be the first song they dance to at the wedding? Will the Queen dance? Um, so each week we're trying to dig into these questions. Today we have a royal etiquette expert coming on. Did you know when the Queen finishes her dinner, when you eat with her, you have to stop? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Yeah, so if, she, if, if you're still hungry... Or she's not hungry. You better eat quick, because the minute the queen puts her fork down, dinner is over. Fascinating. I just love these details. If she doesn't want dessert, then the table does not get dessert. Can you wow. imagine? Now, yeah, well, you know, it's funny, because I watch you know, a lot of the, uh, the history uh, stuff, and I, and I see that with, like, Victoria, but I didn't think they still did that. They still do it. They wow. still absolutely do it. You know, in Victoria, there's a lot of... Um, the TV show on PBS, there's a lot of um, storyline about her husband, Albert, yes. and how he felt left out. Historically, in the royal family, if you're a king and you marry someone, she becomes the queen. If you're a woman, if you're the queen and you marry someone, he's not the king. Prince Philip is not the king. And so all these rules now are so interesting. What will Meghan's role be? She doesn't really have a role. The second son or the second child was always thought of as a spare yeah. in case anything went wrong with the, the heir first one. Spare. The heir and the spare. And so, you know, historically it's only ever happened once when the king abdicated because of another American, Wally Simpson. So now what is Harry's life going to be with Meghan? I'm already hearing that, you know, they're, they're thinking of, of having a house here in America. She's American. Like, will they have a flat in New York? That would be delicious. Or L.A. Or, or should, where will they live? And so there's tons of questions that are not answered. And so each week we try to find out what, what those answers are. And more importantly, we let all the listeners contact us. Like, what are your questions? Can she cross her legs? Can she curtsy? All that stuff that we find so charming on Downton Abbey and Victoria, we're going to find the answers to each week. All right. Speaking of questions, I like to end with uh, my three killer questions. Go. I've got them for you. The first question I ask is... If you could listen to a podcast featuring anyone in history, Ooh. whose podcast would you like to listen to most? Oh, a really, really good one. I think it would be Queen Victoria, because I'm watching the Queen Victoria series at the moment. Me too. I'm obsessed. I think it would be Queen Victoria, although it might be more interesting to talk to Queen Elizabeth's Corgi. <laughs> that Corgi has seen it all. The dogs have seen the everything. The dogs have seen it all. That's a good question. Next one. Okay, uh, the next one is, if you were going to build a celebrity Big Brother house right now, who would you like to see in it? <laughs> oh, God, I'd have to have a... Chris Jenner. I'd have to have Chris Jenner in there. I would probably like Matt Lauer in there. A little controversial, but I'd want to find out what's going on there. And then I love myself some Liza Minnelli. Just old school... Fabulous sequins and show business, a share or a Liza. I wish, imagine I them wish in the that shower? reality show would have come out with, with Liza. <laughs> I saw, I saw. So Liza did this reality show and she taped it in her apartment and she was married to David Guest yes. at the time. And somebody I know, a camera guy, had like two minutes of footage that we've watched endlessly on loop um, and sat in his living room and drank wine. It's the best 
two minutes of TV I've ever seen. I wish it would come out. Yes, I'd have Liza. Definitely Liza would be in that house. And what's the last podcast that you binged? That I've listened to? Yeah, that you, yeah that, or that you... Uh, you there's you one... There's a guy, uh, Elvis Duran on Z100. Um, there's a lady on his show called Bethany Watson, and her and two girls have a podcast. It's three of them, and I love it because I'm a guy, and it's like listening to aliens. And the most, I mean that in the nicest possible way. The questions they, they ask and the things they say have me absolutely howling. And even as a gay man, I love how, how different our minds work and our experiences of life is. And so the last one I listened to was Bethany Watson's podcast on iHeart Now, and it's terrific. It's really fun. Well, I hope the next time that someone asks you that question, the answer is <laughs> Access Podcast with Maddie. Maddie, I'm going to listen to it right now. Thank you for having me. Rob, thank having thank me you on. so much for spending time with me. You're the best. Take care, Maddie. Take care, buddy. Bye bye. That was fun, Z. That was. He's he's great. I really enjoyed talking to him. You and guys had a great rapport. I think guys like that are so used to not getting to talk about themselves mm-hmm. that because they're talking about celebrities all the time and everything else. And it's, yeah. And, and it, and when you're in that kind of job, it's it's kind of like, hey, monkey boy, perform. Yeah, you know, yeah, come yeah. on, talk about this one thing, and then go. Um, where he's an interesting guy. Like I, I didn't even get into about half of the things I wanted to get into with him because uh, I just I just find him uh, to be a solid human being. I've read some good articles with him, and and just uh, he's 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 just a good dude. I really yeah. liked him, so I, I I hope he had a good time. I hope you liked me. <laughs> As you can tell, I don't have a voice. I'm a little sick. You got me sick. Thank you. No. No, it's the illness. It's going around the office. It's a plague. Um, we call it, it the it's, it's the iHeart Digital Plague. Everybody's <laughs> had it. Uh, We're all in quarantine. It's bad. It's bad. But uh, we soldier on and do our show. So, see, I, I want you to talk a lot. Tell me about some podcasts that I need to be listening to. All right. So these are all based around pop culture, culture, podcast. And the first is The Cooler. With Emmanuel, Jamidra, and Carly. It's part of San Francisco's NPR station, KQED. And they're young, they're fun, they just hit on anything that's going on recent to what's going on in the world. And they're funny and cute, and yeah. I love this show. Let's let's hear a little taste of it. Now that I am a parent, I have to deal with this Valentine thing. Last year in kindergarten, I had to decide what to do. Because you can't just go handing candy out willy-nilly anymore. Right. People have allergies. <laughs> Some people. It's like are, Halloween all like over again. Gluten-free. Exactly. I'm just like, there are guidelines. It's like, my child has celiac disease. Exactly. How dare you? <laughs> no offense to anyone with celiac disease. Not at all. I hear it's bad. Now, Jamidra has reached out. I think they're coming on the show. Hopefully. Let's, <laughs> let's get on there. I'm looking forward to having them on. And they'll be in studio, and we'll do that on a Facebook Live, yes. too, when they're in studio. On Access Podcast. Yeah, we should have done today, but I wasn't feeling good. I, I don't feel like doing it. But we'll do more of that. We've got yes. some cool um, cameras we've built into the studios, and uh, and Z is is the keeper of all of that. I am the gatekeeper. Yeah. You're, you're, of you're, the live. I don't think people know what, what a video queen you are. I know. You work for the the San Francisco Giants. I did. The Warriors. The Warriors. Stanford. Stanford. Cal. Cal. Yeah. On and on. on, and on. <laughs> Not the A's though, which no, are no, no. really the good ball team in the Bay Area. <clears throat> anyway, so our next podcast is called The Daily and they're by the New York Times and it's hosted by Michael Barbaro and like the cooler, it really dives into a certain topic that's going on right in the moment. 
So sometimes politics, right now, mostly about the Olympics, and I'll pick one little thing and explain it in 25 minutes This is for you. one of the hottest podcasts out right now. Right. So I start my day with it, you know, just to like, get a quick bit of news. Yeah, if you want to sound like you know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah. with podcasts, exactly. start the listening daily. to The Daily, and they'd be like, so, uh, did you hear on The Daily today? And then people <laughs> will automatically think you're smart. Uh, let's hear a little taste. This weekend, at the opening ceremonies of the 2018 Winter Olympics, 169 plainly dressed athletes marched out in drab gray coats and blue jeans, competing not for a country, but under the name Olympic Athlete from Russia. What Russia did in the last Winter Olympics to earn them that punishment? I know two dope queens. Two dope, um Pod Save America. Pod Save America. One. The two dip queens TV thing was like, mm. listen. Yeah. I'm like, I'll go back to the podcast. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I'm against this in general mm. because I'm a fan of audio. Right. And this American Life couldn't pull it off. This American Life tried to do a TV show and they admitted fully that it didn't work yeah. because this is an audio medium. Right. It right, just right. doesn't have Unless you go on like Facebook Live for a quick minute, then I feel like that works here and there. But yeah, yeah a whole special or TV show. It's just not, for not me, my not my thing. Agreed. Not my thing. I, I'm an audio guy. But hey, you're going to make a buck, make a buck. And if you'd like to turn this into a television show, we'd be absolutely yeah, 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 love yeah. to do Reach it. Thank you us. very much. I'll email you back. I love talking with his voice. <laughs> All right, what did you got next? So my last one is a sports slash art slash life one, and it's called Open Run. I don't know this one. So it's by the Uninterrupted Network, which is LeBron James's network. Oh. And come on, LeBron James, not a fan? Come I'm on. I'm a Warriors fan. Yeah, I so don't am like... I, but I love basketball. You worked the finals uh, once. Did. How is uh, how's LeBron when you're you're like working and you're down on the he's court? He's locked in, you know. He's focused. He's not rude to anybody. None of the players are. Yeah, he's and not flirting or anything. No, he. I mean, LeBron once he's on the court, he's on the court. Yeah, he's there to play the game. But yeah. you've had you've had some players flirt with you. I will not say. You so. have had some NBA <laughs> players will not flirt with say. you. Anyway, Come so on, this G. is hosted by Jesse Williams. Spill the tea, lady. No, this is hosted by Jesse Williams. And <laughs> Let me talk about Open Run. Oh, go ahead. Okay, so Jesse Williams, he's on Grey's Anatomy, and Stefan Stefan Markalakis. Marilakis. Was it um, Draymond Green? Did he flirt no. with him? <laughs> My lips are sealed. It was Clay Thompson. Nope. <laughs> he's quiet, but I bet he flirts he a lot. He's quiet. He's quiet. He's super sweet, but it was not him. Um. Yeah, it's great. They talk about sports. Sometimes they have LeBron on the show. They do live shows with like Gabrielle Union. They talk a lot about the Warriors too, because you know, that's cool. We're dope. We are dope. Let's check it out. Let me spin you a little tale of childhood. Uh, Michael Jordan ruined my fifteenth birthday because <laughs> uh, I went to the Knicks Bulls game where he dropped the double the oh, double nickel. I love I love LeBron. I yeah. I, I mean y- you can't as a basketball fan. If you're it's a fan, hard. you yeah. have to you have to appreciate what what who he is and what he does. And but I can still just you know hate on him for being as a Warriors fan. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he's absolutely. a baby and absolutely. he cries and he gets every call he wants and he travels and, and his but whole he's team away. <laughs> and he's and, oh my god. Oh, don't get me started yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, go Warriors. Go Warriors. Dub Nation forever. For sure. All right, good job. Thank you. I appreciated those. I, yeah. Yeah. They're fun. They're good listens. Yeah. Thanks for uh, listening to Access Podcast, everybody. The show is produced by Z. Woo, woo, woo. 
and uh, we have had our engineering done by David Williams and Horace Wong and Red. Red's a big, big help uh, with us in the studio. In fact, and Anna, let's mention Anna. Anna, who's uh, an engineer here who put in the, the, the video system, which you'll be seeing on all of our podcasts here at iHeartRadio after I reel against uh, video and podcasting. But <laughs> it's more making them into TV yeah. shows. Uh, Casey Franco, thanks for all you do. Dalton, Sean, Rick, everybody in the, the digital department here. Special thanks to Chris Peterson. The Godfather of Podcasts at iHeartRadio, Katie Wilcox and Don um, Parker here at iHeartRadio San Francisco. I am going to go drink some tea, as you suggested, and fix my voice. And all I want you to do is go to iHeartRadio, download the app if you don't have it, and check out some podcasts today and share them with your friends. Bye-bye. <laughs>